Hello, this is Nikdha from Newslaundry.com bringing you your daily dose of news. Today is Sunday, the 9th of August. With over 64,000 fresh COVID-19 cases, India's new infections today account for more than 22% of all cases detected globally. It is important to note that for the last 5 days, India has been reporting more coronavirus infections than any other country in the world. The country's total tally has risen to more than 21,53,000 cases and the death toll has crossed 43,000. Another tragedy struck this morning when 10 people died in a fire at a private hotel that was being used as a makeshift COVID-19 facility in Vijayawada, Andhra Pradesh. 20 people have been rescued. The facility had almost 30 patients and 10 hospital workers. Deputy Commissioner Muhammad Imtiaz told ANI that the fire was apparently caused by a short circuit. Expressing his shock over the incident, Chief Minister Jagan Mohan Reddy announced 50 lakh rupees to the kin of the deceased and ordered an in-depth probe into the mishap. Just a few days ago, eight coronavirus patients had died in a huge fire that broke out in a private hospital in Gujarat's Ahmedabad. The Andhra Pradesh government on Saturday appealed to people to seek medical help without any delay if they display COVID-19 symptoms, even as the state recorded over 10,000 new cases and 97 new deaths. Andhra Pradesh continues to have the highest growth rate of the total cases in the country. The state, with a tally of over 2 lakh now, has been reporting more than 10,000 cases for 5 days straight. Maharashtra reported its highest single-day spike of close to 13,000 new COVID-19 cases, pushing the state's tally to over 5 lakh. While Delhi's Deputy Chief Minister Manish Sisodia defended the use of rapid antigen tests for the diagnosis of COVID-19 yesterday, saying that the false reading rate for it is almost the same as that of RT-PCR test, Rajasthan Chief Minister Ashok Gehlot today instructed the state to use the RT-PCR instead of the rapid antigen-based detection test. Though experts have expressed reservations about the rapid antigen test due to high false negative rate, its biggest advantage is immediate results that can help in early isolation of a patient. The Indian Medical Association has written to the Prime Minister today raising concerns over the safety of doctors during the pandemic. The association told the Prime Minister that 196 doctors have died of the disease so far. In an unfortunate turn of events, the famed Bhabiji Papar that Union Minister Arjun Meghwal had claimed could help fight the coronavirus did not prove to be very useful for the minister himself as he tested positive for COVID-19. Meanwhile, Prime Minister Narendra Modi has declared that 17,000 crore rupees from the Prime Minister Kisan Samman Nidhi has been deposited into the banks of over 8 crore farmers. The initial investigation into the Air India Express plane crash in Kodi Code, which claimed at least 18 lives and left at least 100 injured, has listed poor weather conditions and a late touchdown as possible reasons that led to the tragedy. Early inputs from the airport and air traffic control officials indicate that the aircraft touched down way beyond where it should have on the runway. The death toll includes four children. 22 other passengers are in serious condition. All of the dead have been identified with 9 belonging to Korikot alone. 23 other passengers have been discharged after medical assistance. DGCA Director General Anil Kumar said international aviation bodies are open to join the probe into the plane mishap. He said and I quote, "The black box of the flight has been brought to Delhi and kept at the DGCA lab for examination. Since it is an international airport, international aviation bodies are welcome to aid us in the investigation." Unquote. 
The director said that the transcripts from the recovered black boxes will be available soon and that they were also going to talk to Boeing to examine the aircraft's original equipment and check for defects. And only after conducting a thorough and unbiased probe will they know exactly what happened. The death toll in the massive landslide that destroyed a row of 20 houses of tea estate workers in Kerala's Iduki district rose to 28 today, with two more bodies being recovered from the debris. The incident is said to have occurred in the early hours of Friday when a huge mound of earth fell into the row of houses. Two children and five women were among the deceased. Most of the victims were plantation workers from the neighbouring Tamil Nadu. Meanwhile, Kerala Chief Minister Pinarayi Vijayan has dismissed the opposition's allegation that there was discrimination in providing compensation to the victims of the landslide and the victims of the aircraft crash at Kodikot. The opposition had also criticised the Chief Minister's decision to visit the airport on Saturday to meet those injured in the air crash but not the landslide victims of Iduki. Vijayan had said that the priority of the government was to finish the rescue operations. Union Minister Rajnath Singh announced today that the Defence Ministry will stop the import of 101 items beyond given timeline to boost indigenous production according to Prime Minister Narendra Modi's Atmanirbhar Bharat. The domestic industry will receive contracts worth almost 4 lakh crores within the next 6 to 7 years. The minister said that the embargo will be implemented in phases between 2020 and 2024. The list includes high-technology weapon systems like artillery guns, assault rifles, corvettes, sonar systems, transport aircrafts, light combat helicopters, radars and many other items. The list also includes wheeled armoured fighting vehicles with an embargo date of December 2021, of which the army is expected to contract almost 200 at an approximate cost of over 5,000 crore rupees. The Navy is likely to place demands for submarines with an indicative import embargo date of December 2021, of which it expects to contract about six at an approximate cost of 42,000 crore rupees. For the Air Force, it has been decided to enlist the light combat aircraft Mark 1A Tejas with an indicative embargo date of December 2020. Of these, 123 are expected at an approximate cost of over 85,000 crore rupees. The Defence Ministry said it will identify more such equipment for import embargo. The minister said, and I quote, This decision will offer a great opportunity to the Indian defence industry to manufacture the items in the negative list by using their own design and development capabilities or adopting the technologies designed and developed by the Defence Research and Development Organisation to meet the requirements of the armed forces. Unquote. A BJP leader in Jammu and Kashmir's Badgam district has been shot at by militants this morning. This is the third such incident in the valley within a week. Abdul Hamid Najjar, the president of the OBC Morcha in Badgam, was attacked near the Ompura railway station when he was out on a morning walk. He suffered bullet injuries in his abdomen and has been admitted to the Sri Maharaja Hari Singh Hospital in Srinagar. Security forces have cordoned off the area and are conducting a search to find the attackers. On 6th of August, another BJP leader, a Sarpanch, was shot dead in Kulgam. In a historic move, the Meghalaya cabinet has approved the policy on reservation of seats for women in village employment councils or VECs. The Meghalaya government has brought the policy of reserving at least 50% of seats for women in the grassroots village-level community institutions. Based on the new policy, the position of the secretary will be reserved for women members in all VECs on a rotational basis. Adult women who are active community workers with leadership qualities shall be eligible. 
The position of the chairperson will also be reserved for women in the VECs where the posts of chairpersons are not held by the traditional heads. According to the government, the policy has been developed to address different grassroots problems related to gender equality and developmental issues and its main aim is to involve the active participation of women. The Chief Minister Konrad Sangma said in a statement and I quote, Women leadership implies the creation of an agency of women that will enable them to make decisions and participate in the developmental process as well as decisions that impact their lives. Unquote. The Chief Minister also pointed out that data available with the government states that in a few VECs where female members hold positions of chairpersons and secretaries, the execution of maintenance work and record keeping are found to be exemplary. It's been six months since the February carnage in Delhi's Northeast District. While life is limping back to normal after the pandemic-induced lockdown, the tremors of the riots are still being felt. The Muslim women of Subhash Mohalla in North Gonda felt it firsthand when saffron flags came up on the gate of their locality shortly after the midnight of August 5th, purportedly accompanied by incendiary sloganeering. The local Hindus in the neighbourhood were celebrating the Bhumi Pujan of the Ram Temple in Ayodhya and the celebration extended late into the night. It was a sleepless night for the families living in lane number 2 of the Subhash Mohalla. To know more about what happened, do read Ayush and Basant's latest ground report titled They Raised Obscene Slogans. On the night of the Bhumi Pujan, Northeast Delhi's fragile calm shatters. Before I get to the international updates, dear listeners, I have something very important to tell you. With the pandemic hitting us in March, the horrific riots that engulfed Northeast Delhi in February were put on the back burner. But our reporters Basant and Ayush have been consistently following the developments in the case. In fact, because of the intensive and extremely important nature of the investigation, we started a News Laundry Sena project for it to find out if Delhi Police's investigation has been fair and robust. In case you don't know, News Laundry Sena is an initiative by News Laundry where readers like you can pay for the stories that you want to hear. Our latest project under the initiative is India's Custodial Deaths. The brutal killing of P. Jairaj and his son J. Benix in Tamil Nadu has brought the spotlight back on custodial deaths. As per a recent report, India saw, on an average, five custodial deaths every day in 2019. Why is it such an endemic problem? What is being done to fix it? Why do the police get away with murdering people in their custody? If you want to know the answers as much as we do, please do contribute to the project on newslaundry.com. Also, listeners, if you think we deserve your consistent support, please do subscribe to News Laundry. As many of you know, News Laundry is a completely ad-free news platform. To be able to bring you stories like this, we cannot afford to let government or any other sponsor come in the middle. And that is exactly why we choose to be a reader-supported news platform. So hit that subscribe button on the top right corner of newslaundry.com and pay to keep news free. Coming to the international updates. The total number of COVID-19 infections in the world has risen to 19.5 million, including 724,000 deaths. The US alone accounts for over 5 million cases and 163,000 deaths. UK Prime Minister Boris Johnson has reiterated his support for prioritising the reopening of schools. In a tweet, Johnson shared the link to a piece he wrote in the Daily Mail on the reopening of schools, saying, and I quote, Keeping our schools closed a moment longer than absolutely necessary is socially intolerable and morally indefensible, unquote. 
In Brazil, a former health minister has accused President Bolsonaro of failing to offer any comfort to the families of the 100,000 Brazilians who have died from COVID-19. In an interview, Luiz Hendrik Mendetta, who was sacked in April after challenging the president's internationally condemned coronavirus response, expressed dismay that Brazil's leaders have failed to recognize so much pain. Mendetta said, and I quote, There are 100,000 Brazilian families who are yet to receive a single word of comfort or solidarity from the government. Unquote. The number of COVID-19 deaths in the South American nation have surpassed 100,000, the second highest number on earth after the United States. Meanwhile, today, New Zealand marked 100 days without community transmission of COVID-19. From the first known case imported into New Zealand on February 26 to the last case of community transmission detected on May 1st, elimination took 65 days. The operator of a Japanese bulk carrier which ran aground off Mauritius in the Indian Ocean apologised today for a major oil spill which officials and environmentalists say is creating an ecological disaster. The MV Wakashio, operated by Mitsui OSK Lines, struck the reef on Mauritius's southeast coast on July 25. Fuel started leaking from the cracked vessel on Thursday. At least 1,000 tonnes of oil is estimated to have leaked from the ship into the waters surrounding Mauritius. Worried residents of the island nation have been stuffing gunny bags with sugarcane leaves to create makeshift oil spill barriers as tonnes of fuel leaking from the ship put endangered wildlife into further peril. The government on Saturday declared an environmental emergency as satellite images showed a dark slick spreading in the waters near the wetlands that the government called very sensitive. Wildlife workers and volunteers ferried dozens of baby tortoises and rare plants from an island near the spill to the mainland. That's all for today. Have a great day or a good night depending on where you're listening from. See you tomorrow. All the News Laundry podcasts are available on Stitcher, iTunes and any other podcast platform. Please subscribe to News Laundry. Help us keep news independent. To catch all our podcasts on news, pop culture, current affairs and sport, visit newslaundry.com. Follow us on Facebook, Twitter and Instagram. And subscribe to our YouTube channel.